Are you a teacher who's feeling stressed out and overwhelmed? Do you worry that you're feeling symptoms of burnout? (laughs) Or are you sure you've already gotten there? Have you started to dream of doing some other kind of job or perhaps pursuing a whole different career? But you don't know what else you're even qualified to do? You don't know how to start a job search? You just feel stuck? If that sounds like you, I promise you're not alone. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I'm a career transition and job search coach, and I specialize in helping burnout teachers just like you deal not only with the stress and overwhelm of your day-to-day job, but to consider what other careers might be out there waiting for you. Join me for Teachers in Transition. In some episodes, I'll be speaking to stress management techniques and how you can manage your stress on a day-to-day basis. In other episodes, I'll be talking about career transition. What tools do you need to be successful in a job search when you're moving from one career into a totally different track? These are questions that you need answers to, and I can help you find those answers. My name is Kitty Boytnot. Welcome to Teachers in Transition. Welcome back to episode 102 of Teachers in Transition, the podcast and the YouTube channel. My name is Kitty Boytnot. I am the founder of Teachers in Transition, the owner of Boytnot Coaching. And if you've listened to this podcast or watched the YouTube channel in the past, you know that I alternate topics each week. One week I talk about stress management strategies for teachers, and then on alternating weeks I talk about career transition strategies for teachers who have decided that they've had it, it's time to leave, they want to find something that feels less stressful, more fulfilling, maybe is more financially rewarding. Uh, In other words, they're ready to move on. And I offer career coaching for those teachers who are ready to make a career change. But for the teachers who've made the decision, nope, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking right here, but I'm still feeling pretty stressed out and some days even overwhelmed. I am offering uh, some strategies to help you get through these last weeks and months, however long it may be, of this school year. You know, the good news is, and there is good news, that Now that people are getting vaccinated more quickly than we had even anticipated maybe a week ago, I have my vaccine scheduled for tomorrow, uh, the day after this recording, and I'm looking forward to getting it. And, And I was surprised at myself at the sense of relief that I felt when I got the vaccination appointment, and I knew that I would have that behind me soon. Uh, And I I really felt sort of emotional, frankly, when I heard the announcement that there would be enough vaccines for every adult in the country to be vaccinated by the end of May, if they wanted it. That was such a dramatic change from end of summer or early fall. So I feel like we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. The dilemma and and the the good news about that is that I think probably by next school year, when we would ordinarily gear up in late August or early September, 
I think we'll be pretty much, as far as schools are concerned, getting back to what looks like normal, or at least more normal than it has in this past year. I'm also thinking about this week and next week being the anniversary or the, the year mark marker for when schools were closed just suddenly and definitely uh, in March of last year. And so we've been through a lot this year and it's been anxiety producing and it's been stressful. And now that we see the light at the end of the tunnel, we begin to feel a little bit of relief, but then perhaps that means letting go of some pent up anxiety along the way. So anyway, I promised in the last episode when I talked about stress management, I promised that I was working on a presentation that could be used as a series to help you get through these last weeks of the second part of the 2021 school year. And I talked about mindset and the importance of developing a positive mindset, being a part of creating an outlook that has an upbeat attitude so that you can manage to get through these stressful times more readily than you would if you have a downcast attitude about yourself or if you only focus on the things that are going wrong in your life, including at school. This week, I want to talk about the importance of practicing healthy habits as part of your stress management strategy. And in my book, and I'll include a link to the ebook as well as to, I recorded a, a webinar presentation about these seven strategies to help you get through the end of the school year. And it's free, so I'll offer the link to that. Uh, I'm also going to share with you the link to another webinar presentation that I recently recorded um, at the request of a university that I have worked with in the past because they're getting more requests from teachers who are looking to make a change for next year if they can then they can handle. They're, they're getting more calls and requests than they know what to do with. And that's not really their area of specialty. So they asked me if I had something and I did. So I'll share the link for that too. It's, it's um, about the jumpstart your job search process minus the sales pitch at the end. So you might, you might enjoy both of these presentations. So let's talk a little bit about healthy habits that can help you to feel more resilient and to manage your stress more effectively and proactively. The number one thing that you can do, and it doesn't cost any money, you don't have to sign up to go to the gym, you don't have to do anything other than keep a glass of water handy and sip all through the day. You want to be drinking enough water to keep your body and your mind, your brain hydrated. We often 
especially teachers don't like to hear that they need to be drinking more because when you're in the classroom and unable to take a break and you need to, to take a restroom break, it's, it's difficult, right? It's a, it's a dilemma unless you have somebody that you can call on to come in and watch your kids so that you can run and do your thing. The, the point of staying hydrated, though, getting hydrated and staying hydrated is that once your body is acclimated to having the proper amount of liquid in it, it won't send you to the bathroom so often. Part of the reason you run to the bathroom a dozen times a day, the first few days that you're concentrating on drinking the recommended amount of water is that your body's not used to it. And so it's, it's eliminating it as fast as it can. But if once it becomes acclimated and it realizes, hey, I'm fully hydrated and humming right along, then you won't have to go so often. So that's the first thing. Stay hydrated. Drink water or green tea. I mean, I'm, I'm a green tea drinker, so I, I supplement a lot of the water that I should be otherwise drinking with uh, the same amount of green tea. You cannot, sup- and it's zero green tea. It doesn't have any caffeine in, in it. It doesn't have any sugar in it. So consider whatever you might want to substitute your water with needs to not be a hyphenated drink and it needs not to be a drink that has any sugar in it. So Coca-Cola's don't do it. Pepsi's don't do it. Any kind of soda don't. They they only dehydrate you. Coffee dehydrates you. So you want to be drinking water or some similar facsimile. And you want to be drinking about two ounces per pound that you weigh. So you can do the calculation. You want to start first thing in the morning after a a night of not drinking anything at all. Your body's more dehydrated than usual. So you want to be drinking plenty of water in the morning. And then as you move through the day, you can start tapering off. And you don't want to be drinking a lot of fluid of any kind uh, past dinner time, too far past dinner time. Otherwise, you'll be up in the middle of the night, which interrupts your sleep. So you don't want to be doing that. But you need to stay hydrated. The second thing that you need to do for a healthy habit is to eat well. And that means to select fresh fruits and vegetables produce that's straight out of the fresh produce section of the grocery store as opposed to the can and frozen section where you can get plenty of vegetables, but they're, they've been processed so they're not as rich in nutrients and minerals. Your body also needs the minerals and nutrients in those fresh fruits and vegetables. So you need to be concentrating on a, a diet that will replenish nutrients and minerals that you you know flush away each day and you need to replenish those so concentrate on eating foods that are rich in minerals and nutrients you also want to get the sleep that you need that's a different amount frankly for everybody you have everybody has their own unique 
set point that they wake up feeling refreshed after five and a half hours or six and a half hours or 10 hours. The average adult needs somewhere between six and a half and eight hours of sleep. And if you aren't getting that amount of sleep on a regular basis, no wonder you're feeling tired. No wonder you're stressed out because your brain needs the time overnight to flush out toxins that build up in between the cells of your brain. Each cell gets rid of some protein toxin. It's well, it's, it's a protein material that can become toxic if it isn't flushed out of your system every single evening. In fact, there are some studies that show correlation to early onset dementia or perhaps even Alzheimer's if you're of someone who doesn't get the kind of sleep that you need. So figure out how much you need and then create a schedule that allows you to get the amount of sleep that you require to be fully productive and creative. A, a Duke study shows that if you don't get the sleep that you need, it impacts your creativity, but additionally, it also impacts your productivity and your mood. And we've all known people who are cranky. We've all known children, right? We've seen them have their little meltdowns in the middle of the afternoon, and that's a sign that they need a nap. Well, adults need their six and a half to eight hours of sleep or more every night, or else we have our own mini meltdown, which is a signal that we need a nap. So get the sleep that you need. Try to work into your routine every day some form of exercise, stretching, aerobic, anaerobic. If you can't get to the gym so that you can use their equipment and, and work up a, you know, a good sweat, at least go for a walk around the neighborhood. Your body needs to move. And in order for you to function properly, you need to get the appropriate amount of exercise. Now, appropriate is different depending on your age and your physical stamina. But in general, 30 minutes, five days a week is a good rule of thumb to do something physical. You also want to be sure that you are making time for yourself to indulge in a hobby, something that you enjoy doing that takes your mind off of the stressors in your life. So whatever that may be for you, um, watching a movie, reading a good book, calling a friend and catching up, whatever it is, you know, and there are things someone said to me the other day, you know, because I was sharing with them something that was stressful going on with, with me. And, and the, the recommendation was, we'll try to think of something you would do before COVID that would help you to relax and you know, decompress. And I said to her, you know, in the old days, I would have gone to a movie. And one of these days I will be going back to the movies because I enjoy going to the movies. I ended up finding some, a movie to, to watch at home instead of going to the movies. But I did manage to decompress a little bit over the holidays. 
So those are some of the main things that you want to keep in mind as you are trying to minimize and mitigate the stress in your life. And in future episodes, as I talk about the other aspects of how you can manage and mitigate your stress during the final weeks and months of school, I'll offer some other thoughts about things that you can do that might help. But what I talked about the last time, mindset, and what I talked about today, healthy habits, work hand in hand. You need to work on both. And as I add on strategies in the next few weeks, I would urge you to try to incorporate as many of them as you can. So if you want to go ahead and watch the webinar presentation so that you know what the other five strategies are, that's fine by me. Use the link. You, it's, a, it's an evergreen, which means it's up all the time. You just choose the time that you'd like to watch it and or listen to it. And there is a program that's offered, but it's offered at a price that whatever you want to pay. I offer that it's a $49 value, but I offer too that you get it for whatever you want. So it's one of those deals where you decide how much it's worth I thought I had turned that off. So that's it for today. I want you to concentrate this week or these next two weeks before I talk about stress again. I want you to think about how you can incorporate these healthier habits into your day-to-day routine so that you can be more resilient and you can manage the stress of getting back to normal. I mean, that let's face it, that's not going to be without stress. We've sort of grown accustomed to this insulated environment that we've created for ourselves. And so in the early weeks of getting back with people and socializing in a more or less no normal way, you know, a pre 2020 way that's going to require some thinking and planning and strategizing and can perhaps be stressful in and of itself, but it'll be a good kind of stress. You just need to think, think it through and make sure that in the process, everybody who's going to be involved, stays safe. At the end of the day, if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated. As soon as your opportunity pops up, get yourself an appointment. That's what I did. And I highly recommend that you do that if you haven't already. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to stay safe. And I will see you next week week talking about career transition strategies again. Until then, have a wonderful week. So there you have it, an episode of Teachers in Transition. I hope you enjoyed the information and I hope you'll plan to come back. Please subscribe to Teachers in Transition so that you can be alerted of future episodes. And let me know if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to specifically cover in a future episode. I'm more than happy to help 
with individual questions as well. So email me at kittyboytnot at boytnotcoaching.com. If you are interested in finding a new career or just enjoying your life more, this is the place to start. I'm Kitty Boytnot, and this is Teachers in Transition.